listening to Speaking with One Voice with Rodney Payne. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, topics you'd like discussed on the show, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. That's rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. You can also search for us on Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just look for Speaking with One Voice. Now, here's your host, Rodney Payne. Hello and welcome to Speaking with One Voice. It is your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. So glad to be back in studio with you on this date. Listen, I am so excited about this week's broadcast. I say it all the time, but this week I'm going to have a special celebration Um I want to take a moment to just say this personally before I start the process. I am so elated, honored, excited, humbled, and grateful to tell you that at the release of this podcast, my wife and I will celebrate 30 years of marriage, 30 years of marriage. So hats off to my wife. I love you, sweetheart. Thank you for being there, uh, for helping me to become the man that God intended for me to be. I wouldn't be it without you. So thank you so much for loving me, supporting me, for uh, being the best mother in the world for our children, uh, grandmother for our grandchildren. Just thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, With that in mind, again, thank you for dropping by on today. I want to, uh, in honor of our anniversary, I I thought I would make this podcast about uh, some leadership lessons learned over 30 years of marriage. Being married 30 years, uh, there are so many different angles one can look at from you survived. It's amazing. It's it's a thing of the past and what have you. But I, I want you to know that I come from generations of marital uh, success uh, in that uh, my parents, uh, they they were divorced, but, but their parents uh, were married for a long time. My paternal grandparents I want to honor them today as we hop into this podcast. Uh, Kenneth and Minnie Payne, they were married for 55 years. I, I want to honor them on today. And then I want to honor my maternal grandparents, Ori and Louise Anderson, who were married uh, 74 years. Now, all of my grandparents have gone on to be uh, with the Lord, but I honor them on this day and celebrate this day. As a matter of fact, uh, the day of our wedding anniversary is actually the day that my maternal grandparents were married. So uh, it means a lot to me, and and I wanted to help us as leaders. So I'm going to say this real quickly. As you know, I am a person of faith. So the given for me is that it's God above everything, and that's how you make it, period, end of discussion. So I wanted to give you that. That's our given, that God above everything else, period, end of discussion. Now I want to give you a top 10 list of leadership lessons learned in 30 years of marriage. Uh, Leadership lesson number one, and I hope to be able to get past this one uh, without laughing and without staying here forever, but leadership lesson one I learned in marriage, you don't know as much as you think you know. As I rewind the clock 30 years Uh, Before my wedding, I knew everything about anything there was to know about. I knew exactly what marriage was. I knew what I was getting into. I had a full understanding of of everything that man needed to know about marriage until I said I do, she says I do, and we walk out and I am all of a sudden lost in this abyss of ignorance. So you don't know 
as much as you think you know. And that applies so much in leadership. When you're not at the head of the ship, you always see a better way or you know more about how to do things. But at the end of the day, there's experience that you've not yet gained, things you've not yet encountered that you just don't know that you don't know. You think your knowledge that you presently have is sufficient to lead at the level you think you can lead. But I'm telling you, as a leader, the number one lesson I've learned in 30 years of marriage is you don't know what you don't know. Uh, the second one is, is, is you want to make your losses your lessons. Uh, I had a hard time kind of putting this in the words because um, I wanted to call this when you're going to take some losses, but I thought I would couple it together so I could get more in here. You are not going to win every argument, disagreement, discussion, whatever you want to call it. As a married person, you are going to have to uh, lose some of the time, but make your losses your lessons. Don't make them repetitive. Don't make them habits. Don't make them uh, things that are, are put in as roadblocks in your relationship, but rather make your losses your lessons. And that translates to leadership because if you don't make losses lessons, you experiences, you'll, you'll experience losses repetitively. If you don't make losses lessons, you'll experience the same losses repetitively. And so you want to make sure that you learn from the mistake that you get a chance to grow from the process because you're going to make mistakes. It's inevitable. No one gets it right all of the time, but the winners and those who lead at very high levels, they don't make the same mistake twice. They may have a problem every week, but it won't be the same problem that we had last week. That is one of the best lessons I learned in 30 years of marriage, that when you have a loss, make it count. Learn from it. Watch the film. Uh, improve process, thought process, systems, etc. But make sure you learn in the process. The next lesson, and I want to tell you, I shared this, this exercise with my wife. And so some of these are, are from her thoughts as well. Uh, the one thing she said immediately was, don't sweat the small stuff. You are going to have enough things go on in a marriage that are going to be major, that are going to require your full attention, that if you want to find success in your marriage, don't sweat the small stuff. That translates to a leadership lesson for me. A leaders who focus on the micro details lose sight of the macro picture, thereby stifling the growth of their organization. You've got to make sure that you don't sweat the small stuff. Don't let the small things derail uh, your progress toward the big picture, your, or your achievement, your goal. You have to make sure that you do not sweat the small stuff. So just a quick review. We've got three in and seven to go, so we're going to try and make it. One is you don't know as much as you think you know. Lesson number two is make your losses your lessons. Lesson number three is don't sweat the small stuff. Uh, lesson number four, uh, consider the source. Uh, this is so significant in, in marriage, and it'll translate to a leadership lesson. So uh, in marriage, you're going to have external factors that want to make an offering into your relationship. They want to help you by offering their advice and giving their expertise. But remember, if you don't know what you think you know, maybe they don't know what they, they think they know. So it's important that you consider the source. And how that translates to a leadership lesson is you want to make sure 
that when you are leading, you don't get so caught up on the external factors and variables around your business, around your team, that you fail to focus on the internal. You have to put the internal. There has to be a home team mentality as it relates to support within an organization for a leader to find their most effective place of leadership. So you want to make sure that you are not, uh, that you're considering where the input is coming from. Sometimes uh, we have these I call them the proverbial theys and the proverbial uh, they or, or we, but they never have faces or names. And so we're making changes within our organizations on our teams based on what the collective they said, but they seem to have a loud, a loud voice, but they don't have a, a findable name. I can't search them out in the company directory. I don't know who they are, but they seem to have great influence over others in the room. So make sure you consider the source of the information you're receiving before you go make changes. Always give the team an opportunity to speak for themselves. And we're talking about leadership lessons learned in 30 years of marriage. I'm your coach, Rodney Payne. Let's move on to number five. Number five is selflessness over selfishness. This lesson is so critical for our marriage. It has to be a give, give, not a give and take, but a give, give. If you posture yourself in a position to be selfless over selfish, you put yourself in a better place of success. When I think about one of my mentors, um, from Grace Church in Plano, he tells us all the time, he says, leaders lose, the, when you become a leader, you lose the right to think about yourself. You lose the right to consider yourself. That is so important to us. So you have to be selfless over selfish. That's just it. You, you have to make sure that you understand it's bigger than you and if you're willing to give, you'll be there. If you if you're unwilling to give, if you if you're always thinking about yourself first, you will never have a team mentality and you will hinder your long-term success. That is so important to uh, me that we understand that selflessness over selfishness. That's what I'm trying to get to. And number 6 on this list of leadership lessons learned in 30 years of marriage is critical thinking is critical. Critical thinking is critical. You have to understand that we as individuals and as leaders have to think critically. Uh, we can't just uh, let things happen and go by without thinking and reasoning and going through with the rationale. So if you're going to address situations within a 30-year marriage, at some point, critical thinking is going to be critical. And if you're going to lead at a high level, Critical thinking is going to be critical. Uh, as I often hear my mentor say, uh, you have to keep the main thing the main thing. I hear it quoted from John Maxwell, but he quoted it from someone else whom I can't call at this time. But I, they tell me if you quote it once, you cite the source, two, you second time, you kind of cite the source. By the third time, you're quoting it without a source. But I'm trying to give credit where credit is due. But you, you, you have to make sure that you think critically to look at all aspects of the decisions, of the process, impacted parties, uh, the results of what you're going through. So critical thinking is 
critical. There's no way around it. Not not only that. So so we've talked about uh, you have to you you don't know as much as you think you know. Uh, number two, make your losses your lessons. Number three, don't sweat the small stuff. Number four, consider the source. Uh, external versus internal. Uh, number five, selflessness over selfishness. Okay. And, and then number six, critical thinking is critical. And, and then number seven, we, we want to talk about uh, consistency is better than flashes of brilliance. I, 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 this is a lesson I've learned in 30 years. Consistency is favored above flashes of brilliance. Uh, so what what I've learned in, in marriage is that uh, my wife would prefer me to be consistent in my effort to woo her and to satisfy her and to appreciate her and to love on her and to help around the house and to do my chores, etc., etc., etc. While she may enjoy coming home once in a while with a dinner made completely or the house completely clean top to bottom. But if that only happens once a quarter or once a year, that that's what I would call a flash of brilliance. But if I pick up my clothes every day and I, I get my dry cleaning hamper cleaned out, I keep my office cleaned, I prepare meals a couple of times a week and she can count on that, consistency is, is preferred over a flash of brilliance. As a leader, you want team members who consistently contribute and make sure they are always moving your needle over someone who brings in the big cojona once every two or three years and lives the rest of the time on the legacy of the big deal they signed. As a leader, you don't want to have to have the same story and conversation over and over and over again about your one-time success. It's much like the high school athlete who was a great athlete, four-year letterman in three sports and had the college scholarship, but it's 25 years later and they're still talking about the only thing they can talk about is their big game in high school. You want to be consistent and make your, your next story your, your last story. Make, making the next story you tell, uh, that, that's, that we're not going to live based on what happened way back when, but we're consistently performing and producing. So I've learned that we, we have to be consistent. Consistent will move needles. Uh, the next one, I want to take just a moment. Uh, we're about number eight right now, if you're writing them down, and I'll go back and review them again. But but number eight is always give your best effort, period. Let me say it again. Always give your best effort, period. Why did I put the period on the end? Because most of us are willing to give our best effort only in situations where we deem it's the right responsive action. So we allow our best effort to be reserved for a response to what someone else can do for us or what someone else has done for us. So this is a, one of the leadership lessons I learned in 30 years of marriage that you can't give your best effort responsively because if you don't get a good effort coming your way, you are likely to respond in kind, not giving the best effort back the other way. This translates to leadership in that if you want to uh, be the best version of yourself 
yourself that you can possibly be, you want to put your, your seal of approval on your brand based on how well you perform. And so you have to be known as one who always gives their best effort. When you don't give your best effort, you become an example to those around you. You become an example for those who are on the team. You become an example for your clients. And, and let me just give you one example. If you're going to always start meetings 15 minutes late, no matter what, you're always 15 minutes late or 20 minutes late. And then when you do get there, you don't start on time. And then you kind of, when you start talking, you don't have much to say that makes any sense. What eventually will happen is people will start showing up 15 minutes late for your meeting and they'll come in with other things to do during your meeting because you've wasted their time because you didn't give your best effort. So as a result, you not giving your best effort has a team that is modeling the behavior that you've put before them. So you've got to learn to give your best effort Period. It's not in response to. It's not because of what the other person has done. It's not because of what the other team member has done. It's because it's it's what you want to represent in the best version of yourself that we call your brand. You always want to give your best effort. And so as we look back over these real quickly, we've got eight so far. One, you don't know as much as you think. Oh my goodness. Uh, make your losses your lessons. Number three, don't sweat the small stuff. Consider the source, internal or external, selflessness over selfishness. Uh, critical thinking is critical, and consistency is better than flashes of brilliance, and always give your best effort. And then uh, the next one I want to talk about is you must be willing to forgive. You must be willing to forgive. Now, this is a lesson learned in 30 years of marriage, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it translates very well into leadership because if you are unwilling to forgive, you will leave business deals on the table. If you are unwilling to forgive, you will put yourself in situations that don't pay off like they could have because you have, hold, you have held on to an emotional difference. So you want to free yourself as a leader by forgiving those who have offended. Remember, not every situation that requires you to forgive is necessarily related to you directly. Although you may have been the recipient, there could have been a lot of other things going on in the person's personal life, in their corporate life, in their financial life, in their health. It could have been many things that led them to do what they did. So as a leader, you want to lead out and forgive. If you want to make it 30 years in marriage, I promise you, you will have to forgive. You will be offended. Things will happen, but I want you to make sure that you are always willing to forgive, always willing to forgive. And then number 10, as I'm running out of time here, I want you to hear this. Um, love over everything. At the end of the day, you make it 30 years in marriage when you put love over everything. And and love does not co-sign bad things. Love covers bad things. So so when things don't go well, love is going to be the one that protects in that situation. How that translates to leadership is when you will love those that work with you, when you care about your team members and you care about them as individuals as opposed to just producers. They have to produce, but they produce better when you care about them over what they add to you financially or what they add to your bottom line. So I'm saying leaders, make sure that you love over everything and you, my friends, will continue to win 
as a leader. So going back to the very beginning, I gave you one thing that was given. For me, a man of faith, again, I'm not trying to put my faith on you, but I, for me, it's God above everything, and that's what happens. That's how you get to 30 years of marriage, amen, <laughs> 30 years of marriage, marital survival, if you will. That's how you get there. I want you to know that. So, so above that, now, let's hit the top 10 one more time and, and make sure you're taking notes. Uh, number one, you don't know as much as you think you know. Number two, make your losses your lessons. Number three, don't sweat the small stuff. Number four, consider the source, external versus internal. Number five, selflessness over selfishness. Number six, critical thinking is critical. Number seven, consistency is far better than flashes of brilliance. Number eight, always give your best effort, period. Number nine, always be willing to forgive. And number 10, love over everything. Listen, thank you so much for joining us this week. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. Thank you again. I want to one more time wish a happy anniversary to my lovely wife of 30 years. We are grateful. We're excited about the next chapter, and I want you to know that you can do it. You are a leader. Be the best version of yourself, and let's keep growing together. You've been listening to Speaking With One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne, and we will see you next week. You've been listening to Speaking With One Voice. Please remember to follow Rodney Payne on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rodney R. Payne. We'd love to hear from you and get your feedback, so please feel free to leave us comments. And if you would, rate and subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate that as well. Don't forget to set up for notifications so you can get the latest updates and social media posts and get new podcasts when they're released. As always, use the hashtag speaking with one voice or simply SWOV on any of your social media posts. On behalf of Rodney Payne, thanks again for listening to Speaking with One Voice.